You know, I think when your intention is pure, if, for those of you who are looking to start a business or trying to find what you, how you can impact the world, is have that little, that side of it with the pure intention. Like it, the start Sati Julie was to give back. When you, when you start with that, that purity and that intention, I think the universe really opens up the doors. I think that the opportunities come in and to tap onto that is like bringing that fearlessness that like I would I'm really scared to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and put my first foot forward um, and watch what happens. I mean, again, we don't have time to sit back, um, but step out of that, that little comfort zone right now. You're listening to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to uplevel your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money, doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and let me just say I'm so beyond excited to be sharing with you this episode, the 108th episode, such a powerful, powerful number, numerology and the spiritual ethos of 108 malas, 8108 also equals 9, which is the... um, in contract numerology, I should say, it's what we call the subtle body. And that's what helps us navigate through this space and the little intuitive hits and just the inner knowing and the subtlety of spirit moving through us. And I'm so excited because something I've been very devoted to this year and beyond with the Sovereign Society podcast and my business is to talk more about conscious business and to be showcasing people who I believe are doing the work, true conscious entrepreneurs. And today I have of Satya Jewelry, Satya Skyanetti, and I'm really excited because her line and the work and the medicine she's doing is all about giving back to the world and to help people live and share their truth and to really embody that truth. And her story is incredible of how she created her company and her business and the ethos and the drive to be a philanthropic driven business. I really do believe that this is the future of of success. If you want to really build a business, you have to give back and do real, real work. So Satya, she's the founder and designer of Satya Jewelry, and she's a philanthropist, a yoga teacher, a Reiki healer, and she's very devoted to a lifestyle that's dedicated to giving back to the world community. 
And she, through her company, Satya Jewelry, which means truth in Sanskrit, it really is here to inspire each wearer to find and live their individual truth. And so she's built a devoted global following as she creates beautiful, inspiring, and meaningful jewelry that really resonates with each customer's own personal journey. And I know this for a fact because I was, you'll hear in in the episode, but I was gifted a piece of Satya Jewelry when I was going through a very dark time in my life. I was just starting my Saturn return, still navigating through the trauma of being struck by lightning and the pain that I was going through as my of my nunna's transition. And my mentor bought me uh, a Ganesha necklace of hers and I wore it every day for years. And I just was so beyond honored and excited to have this conversation and to share it with you. So we're talking all about answering your purpose and making that difference and the power of gathering and so much about the importance of honoring your faith along the journey, because there's going to be ups and flows and twists and turns, and that faith is what's going to take you to the next level. We also talked about the Aquarian age of business, where it's about collaboration. And this is a woman who brings so many pieces through collaboration, whether it be through celebrity endorsements or coming together and co-creating and collaborating together for a bigger purpose or giving back. And so this is, again, the success of business in this day and age. And talking with a fellow Kundalini Yogi is always fun because we understand the ethos of what's going on. We also talked about ethical business practices and the impact of conscious business in the world, which I think is critical, critical, critical. It's what I teach to all my clients. It's what I share. It's the ethos of my brand. And so we also talked about, you know, what gives, how we can really give back to children in need for the future and for now. So to do that, we have to do our our own inner healing work. And this is what it takes to really run and build that thriving business and company. And we also talked about astrology for business and how you can work with astrology to understand astrology to really make a difference. And so this is such a fun, powerful, expansive conversation that I'm so excited to be sharing with it with you all. If you haven't already, go follow Satya Jewelry on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio, and you can follow me at Sovereign Society Podcast. If you, you can watch this on YouTube. I have all the videos of our conversations on YouTube. And remember to subscribe and give that little thumbs up so we can really share this medicine and this message out there. So without further ado, we are going to dive into this conversation to cultivate that conscious business for a conscious tomorrow. Take care and enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm actually really excited. I've been calling in so many of my Italian women in my life, and I have another one here. And I've got the queen herself, Satya Skyanetti. And I'm really excited about this because I have a really incredible story how I first found this woman. So I remember like years ago, I saw her on Marie TV, on Marie Forleo's um, interview. And then that year, my nunna died. And my mentor gave me the Ganesha necklace uh, from Satya Jewelry to help me overcome the obstacles of navigating through my nunna's transition. And so this is a really huge thing for me because it's so much of my healing. And I just, that this, this piece of jewelry that I adorned forever 
helped me overcome some of the deepest challenges of my life. So it's such an honor to have you here on this podcast and to talk with you and to to just share the medicine that's going to be coming through in this conversation. Cool. Yeah, I love the story. Thank you. Thank you. I hear them and I'm like, wow, awesome. It's just, it's amazing. How you never, you never know where it was going to lead. And, and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in, but this whole idea of medicine and um, I hope I'm not overstepping. I'm going to just jump. No, in. please. This, this is, is a full, full open. Yeah. So I, I started this company 18 years ago next month. And wow. 18 is such a powerful number, but um, it was first the intention. I was doing a lot of Reiki and a lot of healing, and I was going to start learning how to, to, to charge money for this gift because I had a hard time. I thought I just had to heal whoever came to me. And it was a long time ago. Reiki was not a thing in 20 right. years ago, you know, and um, I ended up doing this first, my first teacher training down in Shivananda in the Bahamas. And dreams and tons of downloading of just all this information. And the last day I had a dream. They asked if anybody wanted a spiritual name. I was like, Oh boy, don't know if I have a job when I get back. Is it included? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's included. So I had the name Satya behind my certificate and it's still in my office here. Um, And that night I had a dream that I was going to design jewelry of all truths and donate money to children around the world. And I thought for a moment, I was like, God, I had this intention of just healing one person at a time with your beautiful energy. Instead, God said, no freaking way. We are going to heal the masses. We're going to create a jewelry company. It's going to have healing gemstones. It's going to have cool symbols that remind people that they can get through anything. And 18 years later, like, so hearing your story reminded me that this whole idea of medicine and healing that it started out with that intention and that I get to do that every day with my jewelry company. And then we have our give back. Anyway, it's so magical when you tune into all that good stuff. I love it. We're so powerful. We all are so powerful. Well, I want to dive in because I know we'll be talking a lot about that. And you just gave like a little sneak peek about the story as to how the company started. But I want to go even further. And because before that you were doing a lot of social work. And for me, you know, helping people build their brands and their business. The big thing that I think is really important for us is to do our own inner healing first and to understand the breadcrumbs as to what professions or passions we had in the past and how it leads us to our big purpose. So I would love to hear what was the drive for you to be, to start with social work and then evolve into creating a jewelry company that's a philanthropic company and giving back. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, well, I went to school. I thought my, my intention was to save the children of the world and, and you know, make a big impact in the world. Um, and, and I've always said the children, children are going to make the change that's needed. We're kind of, you know, a lot of the older people running the country right now, for instance, are just not going to do what we need to get done. So early on in my career, I was like, wow, I'm just not, I got, I got caught up in a couple of bigger um, organizations and the bureaucracies and the, the amount of paperwork that I had to go through to actually sit in front of a child or a young person trying to make a change in their life it was just so few and far between. And um, so I was going to take a hiatus. I had a, a friend of mine offered me a job in this jewelry company. And I was like, oh my God, but what about my social work? I'm supposed to do all this work. Anyway, I took the job. And after a few months, I was like, I love it. It was in a jewelry company. And um, my intention was to go back, 
but I was having so much fun in the jewelry world. And it was kind of ignited something that I had done in many, many lifetimes, I've been told. And it makes <laughs> so much sense because it's, I've never gone to school for it. I turn everything I see into jewelry. <laughs> I've always done it. So I woke up that, that, that goddess that was in another lifetime or two. Um, but I, you know, the idea of... Um, you know, we get stuck on, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And um, taking that little jump um, allowed me to, to tap into something that I was really enjoying in a big way. So 9-11 um, happened in front of my eyes. And I lived down in the West Village. And I was working in it for another jewelry, another woman at the time. And she was not the night, you know, it was a little challenging. And I was like, what am I doing? It woke me up. I was like, what am I doing? Wait a minute. What happened to all the plans of making an impact in the world? And um, that's when I decided I was going to go do my training because I started doing healing work and I was studying crystals and I was getting into all this cool metaphysical stuff that was not really talked about. Now it's very trendy. <laughs> right. Day, it was like, whoa, what are you talking Early about? Early adopter over here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a little <laughs> older than most, but I, I would like to say I have a little wisdom behind me, but still making mistakes every day. Um, so yeah. Thank you for saying you're human. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm very humble. Thank you. Um, I love my perfect imperfections. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I decided to do this training down the Bahamas and I was, I was, I was also doing a lot. I started doing a lot of yoga. I started doing, I was a Reiki master. I took all my trainings and started feeling all this energy in my hands and downloading all sorts of things while I laid pe my hands on people's nosebleeds, sneezing attacks. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm supposed to start doing this. And, um, so I went, but I, I was getting a lot of reads, um, while I had my hands on people about, about grounding, uh, meditation and yoga. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this for a living, I better learn a little more about the practice of yoga mm -hmm. and meditation. So that was my, um, plan when I jumped to the Bahamas for that month. And, um, in the beginning of the podcast, like I said, the last day I was given the name Satya, which means truth. And, um, uh, that night I had a dream that I was going to design jewelry of all truths and donate money to children around the world. But it wasn't just like a dream. It was like, I don't know if you've ever had these. Like when I get a dream, it's like, boom, like oh, who's yeah. in the room? Who was that? What's going on? And oh, like, yeah. so especially when it's something so powerful, that's really that guiding, it has to be that bright. So it's, it's oh. not like this, like illusion. It's, it's a, it's an awakening in that sense yeah. and a remembering Totally. As to why you actually came here. Yeah. So 30 days, I was supercharged up with lots of yoga. The fearless goddess came out of me. And I literally went back home, called my best friend at the time. And I said, quit your job. We got this. I got an idea. I have a name. And within a week, I was incorporated. And, you know, we, because the intention, I believe, was so pure. It wasn't about making money. It was yeah. about doing something I loved. Um, giving back to the world. And um, I don't know, I, I could, there's an entrepreneur uh, in, inside me as well that was always there. My dad was an entrepreneur. All my siblings are not entrepreneurs. We all have our own companies. So um, it's a little bit in my DNA. It's a lot of that work ethic. I know, like I was raised by my grandparents who immigrated from Italy and they owned businesses. And 
I've always been in that entrepreneurial energy too. Yeah. And to me, the whole spirit of that is we came here for a purpose Yes, and there's no room to play small. And sometimes it can be unconventional or you can think outside the box, yeah. but there is no box. We create that box. And there's something like a story, like what I shared with you, you never know what's going to be coming yeah. through, but you have to really trust that inner guidance and to follow the things that are, that are passionate, that you're passionate about that light you up, even if that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you have to fight that little internal dialogue we all have mm -hmm. of like, it's not time. I need this to be this way first, blah, 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 blah. And that, that stops us. But I mean, women, you know, as being a Kundalini yogi, we're, we're as intuitive as they come. Yes. And I think it's getting to that place where you can really trust that voice and, yes. and, and move forward. Well, I think that's why Kundalini Yoga is also getting such a rise right now is because there's no more room for playing small. Exactly. Like yeah. we need to work through the blocks. I mean, I say this in so many episodes and all throughout my social media, my favorite thing about Kundalini Yoga is the lower triangle mm. and working through those lower three chakras that represent our physical reality so that we can live from that heart space. And as we're talking about like two entrepreneurs here, this is a time for conscious business, but you can't fully be present in your conscious business if you're still allowing those stories from the past, those limiting beliefs, the scarcity, all of that running the show yeah. and allowing the Kundalini energy to rise up, to clear the blocks, to transmute and alchemize, to create that strong sacred vessel within. That's where we create this beautiful container to hold space, mm -hmm. to be creative, to be imaginative, to help people. Yeah. How has Kundalini yeah. Yoga made an impact in your life? Oh my God. Well, I don't know if you know Gurmukh. Um, of course. Yeah. She's one of my best friends. I talk to her every day. So um, yeah, she's, she's the coolest friend in town. And she's and in, people who don't know, she's, she's one of the massive leaders for women during pregnancy and Kundalini mm -hmm. Yoga and... She's like that midwife in the Kundalini world to help women who are pregnant. And and bring conscious beings. And her daughter's pregnant right now. We just hosted a big baby shower for a bottle. Oh, so but, fun. So she's now actually teaching in the in um in Miami right now. She's doing a, a prenatal teacher training, which I've done. I love and that. She's a, a doll, but um, why did I bring her up? Wait. Kundalini, how it's oh, changed her life. Yeah, yes. you know, I, I was introduced to it like later on, like I, I've been doing, I guess I've known her for 13 years. I guess it's a long time, but, um, I was at my practice. I had a really strong, I still have a very strong practice. And I was sitting one morning, I said, okay, what's next? And I was, I had a very strong Hatha, my pranayams, I did my Hatha yoga. And I'm like, there's something else waiting. And mm -hmm. it's interesting. I went to, um, you know, you ask and it shows up. You just got to be open to how it's going to show up. And totally. I went to this um, yoga journal conference back then when it was all a really big thing. Yoga journal was huge. And um, these were all the, kind of the, the beginners of yoga when it started. And Gurumukh was there and all the Sharon Gannons and, you know, like the, the big yogis. Of, and um, my friend was like, oh, you want to try this Kundalini class? And I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, let me give it a shot. And literally I went into her class and... I was having a moment in life. I think I was going through another breakup or some like traumatic <laughs> drama <laughs> we go through. And she, it was like she was talking to me and we were doing a downward dog for 32 minutes walking around in a downward dog and there was a hundred oh, people yes. in the room. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? What was that? But something shifted and mm -hmm. I was like, wow, 
anyway, that was the beginning and I haven't stopped since. And, um, yeah, I love the dance between the two though. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like the grounding of Hatha and then the Kundalini really gets you totally. Clear. Yeah. I find myself doing a lot more Hatha, like in the winter months and mm-hmm. a lot of more of the internal. I mean, I do Kundalini every day as well. I'm a teacher and host oh, 40 day experiences and all mm-hmm. the things, but there is, it has to, we have to still have that balance because I think the biggest thing that I've been witnessing in the spiritual community right now is so many people are so Vata. They're mm-hmm. so, they're so up here, like the heads in the clouds, but they're not grounded to what's actually going on. And so for me this year, I've been hearing the call. If I'm here to be a spiritual leader, I need to start speaking up and talking to people, like people running politically. Mm-hmm. So I'm having like Congress candidates coming through, wow. congressional candidates and things like that, because cool. if I'm going to be a leader, I can't just lead in my small little bubble of like the spiritual community. That's, that's, it's actually a poison. If we just contain it, then we're actually misusing our, our purpose and our direction of why we chose to be spiritual leaders. It's not about the fame. It's not about the the look or, you know, the endorsements. It's more so about you came here to implement real change. Wow. That's great. Fantastic. I love yeah. that. So yeah. that's something that I, I think is, and I really feel is a massive call 2020 crystal vision, you know, and the way that I think about it a lot, it's, we just finished a seven year cycle post 2012. So we all have a whole new consciousness and people who've been doing the journey since 2012 or before, we have a lot to, to, to teach and to bring that wisdom to people who are either just starting their spiritual path or who are completely disconnected from their spiritual truth. Gosh, I so believe that we have a little momentum and I'm feel I've been feeling the same way. 2020 is like, okay, there's no time to be sitting and waiting for somebody else to fix things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have the tools, um, you know, I've, I've been loving just speaking out on, on the things that I've been so um, inspired to do in my life. Um, And just so blessed, you know, that I've had the opportunities and I, I, you know, I, I want to share that, you know, my, my story, cause it's like, oh, you know, it, back then I was the first yoga inspired jewelry brand. It was very different. It was off the charts. Who would use yoga inspired? You know, it's, it was mm-hmm. even a little weird, Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think when your intention is pure, if, for those of you who are looking to start a business or trying to find what you, how you can impact the world is have that little, that side of it with the pure intention. Like it, the start Sati Julie was to give back. When you, when you start with that, that purity and that intention, I think the universe really opens up the doors. I think that the opportunities come in and to tap onto that is like bring in that fearlessness that like, I would ne- I'm really scared to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and put my first foot forward um, and watch what happens. I mean, again, we don't have time to sit back um, but step out of that, that little comfort zone right now. And I'm doing mm-hmm. the same to myself, please. I am like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for all of us. Sometimes we get very, we're, we're comfortable in where we at. And yeah. You know. And then, especially when you've been so conditioned with the same routine, you mm-hmm. know, and routines are great, but sometimes you have to take that leap and that's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to excel to the next level. How do you expect to up level if you're just, if you're not taking that step? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
if you're not taking that step. And so I love that you've created the Satya Foundation and your jewelry. You have specific pieces of jewelry that that uh, really help different organizations, your own foundation, and being able to do a piece like that. So this is a huge part of where the conscious business movement is going. It's like mm. more than just filling our own pockets, how can we give to those who need it? Yeah. And there's a deeper richness to that than just like the number in our bank account. Like Absolutely. there's in the heart, like being able to give to those who you know, the fact that you have a roof over your head or that you have running water, majority of the population of the world doesn't even have those luxuries that we oftentimes forget about. Yeah. Yeah. I um, go to India every year. Um, there's a couple of schools that I've been able to um, help out over the years. And um, this year we're going to Rishikesh. There's a huge festival there. Grimok teaches and all the great people from around the globe. And um, I get to sit and teach some children how to make jewelry. And um, I love that. Yeah. And get to see them and like the gratitude, like, you know, there, there's no, um, there's no uh, expectation. It's just pure, like, thank you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and their intention to give back if they have these opportunities in front of them. So I think. So when did you start the foundation? Um, so as soon as I started, I started teaching up in the Bronx um, that's where my, school. that's where my dad's from. Oh, really? Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. My dad's from Riverdale. Yeah. Um, a Bronx collaborative high school. I had a bunch of little 13 year old kids, um, come into this cl- after school class. And, um, I ended up taking them up to, um, Shivananda Ashram and, um, the Berkshires. And, um, it was really interesting. They had never left the city. And that was my first like touch of like, okay, let's give back. And, um, mm-hmm. and then from there, I, I started the, I had the 501C. Um, that was like two years later. Um, so because it's like for a tax purpose, it was like, oh, you had to hurl, race at the end of the year. Where am I going to put this money? And um, then I started teaming up with a lot of um, either celebrities or organizations, um, you know, uh, and other people that wanted to just design a little piece like Patricia Arquette. I did something for Haiti and we ended up building 25 little homes and a school with one necklace. I was like, this is awesome. Like, so it was, it was really exciting. Um, you know, it's, it's changing slightly. There's a lot of people in this space and, um, you know, I feel like we're always, I'm always having to kind of reinvent, but keep, keep the foundation of the DNA of what Sati is. Um, mm-hmm. The ethos alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of people, oh, we're giving this, we're giving that. I've always tried to be as generous as possible. I mean, we're, we're, we give quite a bit of the profit, um, and it's not all of it, to a lot of the people we work with. Um, but I think the other part is the awareness. I love speaking about what we're doing and what the foundations um, that we're working with are doing in the world like educating people here in the West um, of just the needs of people around the globe and how privileged we are. Um, And not to say there's not poverty and um, uh, situations here in the United States, but, you know, we who get to sit and listen to podcasts with uh, an iPhone, (laughs) you know, usually have the ability to, you know, $5 goes a long way. You know, I, sometimes I'm like, even just an act of loving kindness right now, you know, to, to share a smile with somebody every day. 
It's yeah. restoring humanity with the with the basic fundamental things of what it means to be human. And I think sometimes we forget that. We think totally. it has to be this huge, like extravagant yeah. piece of action, but it's that human interaction, that human connection is what we crave most because that's the opposite of addiction is connection. Yeah. Oh, and right. So, yeah. And so we need to remember to connect with one another and share stories. I think so much of the storyteller kind of uh, traditions are kind of coming back in an essence. I think that's been a part of like the podcast world has been being able to share stories again where, you know, we, someone can be really inspired by listening to this to create a jewelry company or to yeah. start a foundation or you never know. But I think it's really important for that vulnerability and that truth and that humanness that mm -hmm. social media kind of doles out. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I and agree. we need to reinstill that and really be like, okay, this is actually why we came here during this wild time in human history. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so and it's, it's some wild times right now. So having done this foundation for years, what have you seen in these children's lives that have been mm. impacted and really touched by the medicine and the work of your foundation and the intention that you had from that nice little dream in the yeah. Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, we've raised over a million dollars or way, probably way over that. Um, but I do get to connect with a lot of the children. Um, and, you know, the interesting part was some of the first children that we've been able to help at this beautiful um, orphanage called Romana's Garden in India. Um, there, I think the first girl started, went to med school. Um, a lot of them end up going to school for social work. Uh, we have one of the main boys right now is, is going to law school. And they, always, wow. and I always ask them, what, so what's your plan, you know, after school? And they all, I'm going to go back and help my brothers and sisters. I'm going to go back and help, you know, Lama Sir of Manjushri Orphanage or um, Prabha of Ramana's Garden. I'm going to go back and help my mother and father. Because, you know, these people who have decided that I'm going to help these children, um, they've really impacted their lives. And if I can support them in their mission, which is really what I get to do, um, I'm not there on the ground in India every day, you know, helping, you know, these children get back to um, a safe place. You know, so many of the children come to Ramana's Garden. They've watched some horrific things. Their families driven over by cars in India. Um, par you know, parents just leaving them in, in the trains. I mean, the, the PTSD and trauma is real. Oh, it's so big. And, and even watching like each year I get to go back and um, see these kids make these major leaps and bounds in just recovery. And Incredible. Um, yeah, it's, it, I'm just got, I've got energy going right through my arms when I say <laughs> that because at the end of the day, it's human connection. It's like, it's not about how much money's in the bank. It's not about how many likes I got on a post. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. how many people did you maybe make feel a little happier in the world? Um, and it doesn't have to be money, you know, I really like the idea of just like that 40 days of loving kindness, acts of loving kindness. And, you know, each day do something nice, whether it's a smile or a compliment or. Because it, it creates a ripple effect. And if we're all we, connected in this space, yeah. if we that's how we start that. to heal. That's mm -hmm. how we start to heal this planet and humanity at large. Yeah. If we could all do that collectively, do you imagine 
Every day, yes. say something kind to someone who really needs it. Yes. And that's why I have an issue with people in the spiritual community that only hang out with people that are in the spiritual community and not with normal pe- other people on the street, because this is where the trickle effect works. Yes, yeah. we're, we're creating this like nucleus inside our own communities, but how do we be more inclusive and and help someone you may not have like known to reach out to. Like I live in Joshua Tree and there's a lot of people with PTSD and trauma. Mm. And when I go to the dog park, I can talk to vets and and have conversation with like everyday folk, you know, that that maybe feel like they've never been heard before or maybe feel like they've never been seen before. Yeah. And to just to be able to hold that space and have the conversation, that's the real work. Yeah, totally. I actually, I live in New York City. <laughs> I have opportunities every day <laughs> mm-hmm. to, to the point where sometimes you want to like, oh, there's some scariness to it, right? Of course. But um, I've, I've been do, trying to do the same thing, like just a, a little more eye contact. You're not trying, you're doing it. Yeah, but just like eye contact. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Instead mm-hmm. of just giving a dollar or giving a $5 bill or, mm-hmm. um, but just like that human connection beyond just here, let me throw you something so I feel better about myself today. Right, <laughs> you know? right. Um, it's, it's, it's so needed in the world. Cause you never know having those interactions, what the medicine is for you that you'll get to. There's something oh. you'll learn about yourself through those interactions, through those connections. Like for me, like I, any socks, like pair of socks that I have that are maybe a little more stretched out, I leave them in my car. And when I see a houseless person on the street, socks are like the number one thing that they, that they need. Like they don't wear socks. You know what I mean? And so I was like, Hey, do you want a pair of socks? I I have like six or seven pairs of socks in my car right now that like, if I'm at an intersection or getting off the the freeway or whatever, and I see someone like, do you need a pair of socks? And they're like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) you have no idea how much, but something so simple Simple. as that. And I think this is how we're going to heal the planet with the current state of the world. And with this election year. And there's a lot of people scared. There's a lot of people like on pins and needles of like, oh my God, are we going to be in four years of this mess again? Or, oh my gosh, is this the time where things change? But we have to get involved in the small pieces that can go back to that heart. I really love that too. It's like, you know, a lot of people sitting on their couches, watching the news, getting all freaked out. Like, what do I do? How do I do it? And I think you know, if anybody out there is listening and they're in this place of fear is, you know, go to your local church or go to your local, um, uh, UNICEF and say, Hey, can I, can I volunteer one day? And to just see how your own outlook would feel after a day of service or, you know, getting up off that couch and just starting to do one little act that would move the bar. If we could all just, you know, like go clean up the oceans for a day, get like a group of friends and clean the oceans, do something that, yeah, that will make you feel good because that's going to give you momentum to keep going. Totally. You'll get all these, Oh, this feel good. And then you want to do more and then you want to do more. But I'm all about that. Oh my God. It's so important. And we get so busy in our lives. Like I'm busy. I have two kids I'm raising. I have a big company I'm running and, um, 
how do you how do you manage all of that <laughs> and still take care of yourself? That's something well, that I think a lot my, of people. Yeah. Tomorrow's my birthday. Woo! So, happy woo, birthday! Thank you. I'm a Capricorn. Capricorn. Um, so this morning I took the morning off. I came in to do the podcast here. Oh yeah. my gosh! Thank you so much. Yeah, they just had birthday cake for me, so I feel happy. Oh. Um, but you know I, what I do is I, I really try and make sure I get my time in. And, you know, and I also surround myself with a lot of help um, and not even, you know, it, it takes a village. And I, I really want to stress that for all the women who are stepping up right now and juggling it all. Um, you know, we can do it, but you do need your support system. And, you know, even if it's your community of yoga or meditation practice to be able to be part of some kind of community, gather with friends. Um, you know, at least once a month, um, I've been doing these, um, great gatherings, um, for, for quite a few years and Gurmukh and I host them together usually. And it's like, sit with a bunch of women. I, I'm sorry, men can come, but mostly women and just sit and talk about what's really hard for you, but talk about what your plans are and, and just support each other in that space. And, you know, you can go around the room, you host next month, I'll host this month. But if we collectively all start doing these gatherings, we're going to get stronger, we're going to feel more powerful. Um, I think it's really important. That's, that's what I do. I, I connect. Um, my people, yeah. And my to me, to me, I think that's another reason why we've seen what we have, because it was the wake up for us to go back to basics of how it was the village and it was the gathering spaces. And I know for me, like I was raised by my family, you know, it was my dad's one of eight. So I come from a very, very large Italian, Irish Catholic family. And, but we all, <laughs> but you understand it's, it's so much of the ethos of like, it takes a village and it takes a lot of us and my family, both sides of my family, multiple aunts and uncles own restaurants. That was our thing. And that's one of the hardest industries yeah. there is. But long it was hours. like long hours, 14, 15 hours every day. And that's what I grew up. That was like the strong worth ethic. But I also learned from my mom about the importance of the self-care and learning to take care of yourself and filling up your cup, especially when you're in service. And being able to to rely on family members or friends that are the soul family or things like that. I think the time of the Aquarian age where we're understanding that it's more about collaboration and cooperation instead of competition, it's time for us to really look at our inner circle or continue to grow our inner circle, focus on each other's gifts, be aware of where our weaknesses or places and areas that we still need a little TLC and work on and to help support and learn from one another in that space. And I think that's, what's really being revived right now as well. Yeah. Like you're like through your company, you're working with, with people creating specific pieces and mm -hmm. with co these collaborative efforts, because the ethos and the, and the big message behind it is let's come together and to give back in a way bigger than we could ever imagine. Yeah, by ourselves. Yeah, I love the collaboration part of my business is where I'm beyond stoked up about. It's it's kind of what I've started in the beginning, and um, I've been trying to amp that up in a bigger way. Um, but yeah, we can't do it alone. There's no way. You know, the other part of that, how else do I manage it all? And I know you can relate to this. Is I have a practice, 
And, you know, it used to be a good hour and a half before my kids are born. Um, but every day I roll my mat out. I do my breath work and I light a candle. If nothing else, I light that candle and I bring in all the angels and I bow down to whatever is in front of me and, and ask for the support and help. And some of those short but sweet, powerful rituals um, can really go a long way for me. It's devotion. Yeah, yeah. It's moments devotion. of devotion and that we really need to remember, like we're here on mission and we had to return back to within ourselves so that we can, the inner creates the outer. And so there can be a lot of the, the craziness outside, but especially running a huge corporation, having a family, all these things, coming back home to you is the most critical part if you really want to serve wholeheartedly. Yes. Because otherwise that's where like the greed or the manipulation or these other things come when we're fragmented of, yeah. of that energy. Or looking, what am I getting really... back for this? Like, exactly. I, you know, and it's, I mean, you're getting that complete joy, but if you have a different intention, it doesn't feel, it could feel depleting instead of um, uplifting. Yes. So with that, I want to talk about how do you feel, you know, you have this thriving business and these networks and the collaborations and having raising twin boys. And how do you feel, what do you see as the importance of really doing the deep inner child healing work? If you want to really have that thriving and successful business in life. You know, I've done a lot of work and I, I am, I'm a little older than, you know, I'm older and um, I don't think I'd have what I have right now if I didn't do that work first. And, you know, twenties are really tough. Thirties, even a little tougher, 40s was the best. You start, if you do the work in your 30s and 20s, I found when I turned 40, I started this company and I was like fearless. I didn't care what anybody thought about me anymore. <laughs> um, I really loved myself. Um, and then the right man comes in and then the right, you know, like if it all, if you're whole, everything else comes into place. I really believe that. And, you know, I, I didn't have the easy childhood and, you know, I have the story after story after story. And every one of those stories has made me who I am today. Um, would I have loved to skip some of them? Yeah, but I wouldn't be as awesome as I am today. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, and confident, you know, like I've already seen, you know, I'm not afraid like that, you know, that fearlessness. I'm not of losing something. I've, I've had loss in my life. So I've survived it. Okay, I can handle that. Do I want to lose something? No, or anybody. But, you know, you go through enough um, and you have a practice and you have faith, which my faith can move mountains um, because I have done the work. Um, it just gives you that um, stability you need to, to move through life. So yeah. I, I think because I've had a lot of work to do, too, um, in 2012, got struck by lightning, mm -hmm. had like severe trauma, PTSD lot of inner child, like childhood trauma stuff. But I think people who who've had really challenging journeys, they have a, a very, very strong container to do big work. Totally. And you have to and have the, those. If you don't it's, have a it's challenge. Empathy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's the empathy and the compassion. Totally. If everything gets spoon fed to you, how are you going to know good from bad? And if yes. something does fall on you, how will you handle it? Like where are you going to go to? Um, you know, I think having a practice is beyond important, especially right now, some kind of practice 
Oh, do you have a puppy? I do. My dog is is on patrol right now. He knows like he's protecting me. But yeah, and the practice part is critical, like your inner circle, the people that see you where you're supporting each other and there isn't that competition and we all want to see each other succeed is critical. And having these these times where we can continue to grow and heal together is to me a non-negotiable in today. So, I mean, for me, I feel like this decade, the wellness industry is going to go like even bigger than ever before. And like I said, I really do believe business is evolving into conscious business where people want to support people that are giving back to foundations, people that are being conscious of like gemstones of, are they, are they being ethically sourced? Um, you know, all these other pieces. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what are you seeing as an entrepreneur and a, a woman who has a company in the wellness industry about this decade coming, coming up? Well, you know, it's interesting because, yeah, I, and thanks for saying I'm in the wellness space. I don't want to just be a jewelry brand. I feel like no, I'm so not much at more, all. Um, because I've been from the beginning, I've always heard, uh, talked about the power of gemstones and nat- nature, and we are drawn to nature. And um, I think we need to trust that more. But even from us, we're doing a lot of um, shifts in our packaging. I'm trying, you know, like the jewelry business is not very ethical. I mean, there's plastic bags and um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to- Especially when things are made in like China and stuff, they have to put everything in plastic overseas. I don't do anything in China. Just so you know, I do everything in (laughs) Thailand where the Buddhists hang out in India. Uh, There's a lot of amazing mantras permeating each piece of jewelry. Um, But yeah, it's, I'm, you know, we're, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm standing very strong. It's so tempting to go to China because everything's half the price. Um, so I'm really, you know, we're, we're challenged with um, margins. I don't know if you have, like from a business standpoint, because it's the materials have gotten more expensive on um, how to package. It's gotten more expensive. Everything is more and um, meeting after meeting just in the last two weeks to make sure that we're making a lot of shifts and changes. Um, you know, we're not offering a box every time. If you want a, a box, you can buy the box. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I have a box. I got lucky. Oh, you did. <laughs> we just implemented that. But little, little things. So other people can also be conscious. You know, how many sake boxes can you have? Totally. <laughs> while, you know, like we don't need all that. And, and just we're, we're pulling back a lot on the plastic. I'm doing all recycled um, plastics. Um, we're going to have a whole new little concept of how you'll get Sati Jewelry um, come August, which I'm really excited about. But um, yeah, a, a lot of little minor shifts, but they're going to be, they're big collectively. Um, and then just um, how we speak to the brand, you know, really staying true to the, the, um, the integrity of the product. You know, not, I, I will not use plastics. And, you know, we have these genuine stones and, um, I work with amazing, amazing factories that are um, top of the chain, uh, the, the food chain when it comes to um, ethically sourced, ethically, um, all the people who work there. Well, you can feel that energy. Yeah, I, I know. I and we're know, becoming uh, more yeah. sensitive to these things. Totally. Uh, you know, there's a lot of jewelry out there, I, you know, and, and some of it is very beautiful. And I just say to people, just be careful. Don't put that on your heart center. You know, make sure it is real because it, you know, this stuff lays on your skin and it, it permeates and And your skin's your largest organ. Yeah. 
So make sure you've got some, you know, let's do a little research is all I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, so that's so how do you see that? How, but how do you see that trickling in terms of like more like the ethics and going on? Like these, these are new standards and non-negotiables too that are only yeah. going to continue to evolve. And you know, the, well, the good thing is, um, I have always used genuine stones. I've always used sterling silver. I've always used beautiful 18 karat gold. The challenges is the prices. Things have gotten expensive. So my, my challenges is just making sure I can still deliver the product at a price that, you know, people will still buy, even though China has something not as beautiful, looks okay for a minute, but We'll turn, you know, it can tarnish yeah, it looks and fade and, after a few mm-hmm. times wearing it. So, um, you know, we're doing a lot of storytelling. Like I really want to amp up a lot more storytelling about each piece because each piece that we design, um, is there's such a powerful intention. Like we don't just shoot out jewelry. Like right. everything is around a story. Like what is this going to represent and make sure we have price points within, you know, each one of those categories that can, you know, you know, every, it's available for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So what's so, inspiring you right now? Ooh, we got so many beautiful things coming in. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be launching, um, back an 18 caracol line. Cause I think that idea people are wanting these permanent pieces of mine. Um, and we do a warranty, which is all fine. But, um, right now I've been designing so many things about the planets. Cause I keep saying nothing makes sense down here. So we're all looking up. <laughs> astrology astrology is the language of the future and well i'm a big astrologer lover and i've been guided for years and years with this business on um through my astrologers so um i you know we we're everything's already stamped and you know we definitely have the ability to change and maneuver things but the charts are there if you can use the planets to propel yourself forward with your truth whatever your destiny is then you got to use it now. <laughs> That's the work I do with my branding. That's how I help people brand and, uh, and okay. set up with their, with their business strategy. It's, Hey, yeah. let's, let's work with the cosmos. And you know? I just believe astrology is the language of the future. And if you, if we're, so we're cool. all impacted by the energy of the planets, each day is ruled by a different planetary energy. Yeah. Each like to me, like the January, February cycle doesn't make sense. I'm now like a Capricorn Aquarius. Like that's the way that I see calendars now. Yeah. I don't oh, see so it cool. based off of January 1st because each energy is ruled by different elements and mm-hmm. all these different uh, mutable fixed cardinal signs. And you can really be conscious in that and understand how it trickles and affects. So and I when, think there's yeah. going to be a, a lot more of that kind of energy oh being my, totally. I, coming I do a, through. Yeah. I have collaborations with a lot of astrologers. I, a lot of my people are drawn to, yeah, astrology is the way, you know, we have therapists who usually medicate you if you can't get fixed right away. And I feel astrologers can kind of give you the, the very clear um, map of what you have in front of you. And then you've got to get the courage and the fearlessness to really trust that. Um, Yes. And I think a lot after this uh, Saturn-Pluto conjunction went through, I think that was a huge gateway that opened up for a lot of people of their truth and coming through. We had like 
the portals of the eclipses. We had this Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And now, I don't know, a lot of people I've talked about it that have gone on the, that are on the other side of it. Now we all are. They all feel like they've been rebirthed and reborn. Totally. I feel it big time. I, I, that is definitely what's been happening these last couple of weeks, last week. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be, I mean, I think this year is going to be so powerful. Yeah. And I think truth is really going to reign strong and really be the guiding force because it's what we all crave. Like in Kundalini Yoga, Sat Nam, truth is your identity. Yeah. And that's who we are at the core. It's the, it's the conditioning and the fears and the doubts and the matrix belief systems that, steer us away from that truth yeah well yogi bhajan said that the age of aquarius like everything's going to surface like there's nothing nobody's going to get away with anything anymore and like i heard that before 2012 but i'm like now you're watching it happen i'm like oh my god everybody's getting yeah. caught don't I feel like i got like my, my bowl of popcorn just like watching it all go and he also said a third of the world would wake up a third yes. would die a third then, would go mad yeah and we're kind of watching that too that would bring the population down to the amount that the planet can actually sustain, which is also very interesting. Three, three and a half million, billion people. It's all these new, I mean, it's fascinating. And numerology, you can't ignore it. I mean, yeah. that's, I think that's been the biggest thing that Kundalini, that like the lower triangle and just really understanding the, the ethos of how things are flowing in yeah. this new time and especially the Aquarian age. It's such a rebellious time. And I think the biggest thing is breaking free from the conditioning and, and stepping into that space of sovereignty. So I would love to hear what youth, what does sovereignty mean to you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think the important thing is not to get caught up with all the conversations and the fear that's out in the world. Um, and really stay true to myself um, you know, it's funny. I was, where was, I was in LA with Kermuk actually over the first few days of the year. And that's when um, the, that bomb was shot down and that person was killed. <laughs> and I was, and my son texted me and said, mom, I'm really scared about World War III. And I wasn't watching, I was, I didn't have the TV, you know, I was in my own little girly world of <laughs> bliss. And I was like, whoa. And coming home to that was hard. Because it's, it's like, whoa, I got thrown off my path because I feel 2020 is going to be magical. If we stay focused and we stay on our paths, we can move the mountains needed. Um, but stuff like that can really throw you off your path. So um, I went down there for a minute. I was like, woo, this is really messed up. What happened to my mojo? And I started doing a 40-day meditation, actually. Um, and I am doing Adi Shakti, which is cutting through you know, any kind of um, dis-ease or misbeliefs, the misperceptions. And it's really been helping me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I've been hosting Removing Childhood Anger because there's a lot of that fear. Yeah. And so I've been doing that for 40 days and I have like a group of people that I've followed that are doing it. So it's a lot of um, going through the childhood anger, uh, addiction meditation so that we can overcome those addictions and those fear-based beliefs, suck Kriya, strengthen that lower triangle and navigating through with fists of anger as well to clear that path 
And to allow whatever is kind of coming up to be healed and transmuted so we can get back and get out of our own way. Because like I said, I just, this year is massive and there's so many opportunities like what we're in week three and (laughs) the things that are already coming through. I mean, that's a new decade too. And the last one was challenging. The last one with the, with the shift of 2012, the last decade was really challenging. Really hard. I know everybody felt it and everybody's also feeling the same thing. I think you and I are as this 2020 is this new opportunity. But, you know, it's so easy to fall back. And that's where doing doing that collective 40-day or gathering, making sure that we have the support when we can maybe fall back or we get hit with something to make sure we get back up. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of, I think it's going to be a lot of um, forward and back this year. And we need to keep... Well, that's the neutral mind. And that's a yeah. four-year. Yeah. So this is this is what we're seeing. We're recognizing both sides of the coin. If we're going in that back, it's we're going back to heal something. And that's what we have to yeah. remember. Yes. It's about us coming back home to ourselves, healing like the fragmented story or belief that's been conditioned and so like ingrained in the subconscious of the collective and ourselves. Yeah. And so I think... When you say, I totally feel you, that we have to stay the course and stay focused and to keep going, because this could be huge. I mean, election year, like that's why I said, like I'm interviewing congressional candidates because I want to, then I know I'm doing what I can to make a difference. So awesome. So this is, this is how, if I have a platform, I've been doing this podcast for over three years now. If I have a platform, I need to use it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I thank you for that. Yes, <laughs> I yes. We have yes. to, we must do it in a big way. Yes. I'm excited um, to see what also like in this decade too, what inspires you with the foundation, if there are more, yeah. you know, organizations like working more so with the planet in terms of, yes, you're helping the children and, but it's also like. Well, caring about the planet in that sense. Well, you know? I, I'm doing this incredible collaboration with um, this amazing t- um, Thai woman. Her name is Lek. And she has the elephant. Um, she saves the elephants all over Asia. And the elephants are part of our ecosystem. Without the elephants, everything's going to start falling apart. And the abuse and the sadness of how many elephants we lose a year um, is so incredibly heartbreaking, but she literally is. Um, so we're supporting her. We have a little necklace on our website. Actually, it's a beautiful little double elephant, um, mommy and baby. And we're doing $50 on every piece goes to her foundation. And, um, she goes to colleges and schools and educates young children of the, the importance of no more circus elephants, even the places you go, uh, you know, um, in, in Thailand to ride elephants like that, um, that don't support them. You know, we need to really save these beautiful animals. Anyway, that's my, off the, yeah. The when I went to Thailand, I, I like was in a tour group thing and we went to that and you could just, I, I knew my intention there was to help heal. And I just remember like I was, I was on an elephant. I was like just starting my spiritual path and we're on the elephant and the guy who's like, like guiding the elephant, all of a sudden he opens up this box and he's got all this ivory Mm. trying to sell. And I was just so So devastated. Oh, beyond, beyond. It's such a big business. It's, it's, and I, I get to, we do some fundraisers with her here in New York. Um, and, uh, I've sat with her and it's just my, I, I can't even handle the abuse. Animals, 
just the animals in the world. So I, I've done a couple of collaborations around animals. I love animals. I think they also are part of the ecosystem. And if we don't take care of them and protect them, that, um, you know, that's a big part of how the world's going to really start falling apart. Yeah. I loved how when all the fires were going on with Australia, how they had like a helicopter full of like carrots and stuff that they like dropped in the middle of the field so that all these hungry animals can eat. eat. Like that's humanity in action. Yeah, I know. I I can't even watch those pictures. Something does. I just can't. Those little kangaroos. I know I'm being called to go. I'm being called to go to Australia um, after my Bali trip um, because to do work there and Mm -hmm. to just I was called even before the fire started. But I've got so many of my like soul sisters that live there and I want to do like workshops and then be able to give a percentage back, you know, to support this wildlife. Because, again, this is this is conscious business. And I feel like this is Mm -hmm. how the universe is going to reward is because you have that intention and the ethos and the purity as to being of service. Totally. So I I really thank you for all the work that you're doing and what your company stands behind. And there's just so much to be done. There is. And thank you back. You know, like we're in this together. And, uh, you know, I I think it's collective consciousness, right? (laughs) You know, I can't do it alone. And, um, you know, I I think my customers, I love that people are inspired to buy the jewelry that's giving back. It just, it's not helping me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's it's helping, you know, the amazing people I'm working with and, and that I'd be able to connect with. So... Yes. Well, I have a few little lightning round questions. You already answered one of mine with what does sovereignty mean to you? But what uh, what would you say? What animal totem has been really guiding you lately? Elephants. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. I think I was an elephant in a past life because since I was a little girl, I used to ask my dad, can I just get an elephant? I and he that. bought me the stuffed animals and he bought me the little statues, but I'm like, that's not what I mean. Yeah, my, my, my dog's favorite toy is Ellie, the elephant. And it's like oh. his OG favorite toy. So elephants are, are so powerful, such beautiful creatures. Yeah. I love that. What book would you say was the book that really catapulted and revolutionized the way you, you show up in the world? Oh, wow. Ooh, there's so many. I have such an archive. You know, I'm, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a Tibetan Buddhist. Um, and I can't pick one particular book, mm-hmm. um, but because he has them on every everything, on anger, on love, um, on running business, on power. And I would say go to the section of Thich Nhat Hanh's book and see what you're drawn to what word pops out. And that's the one you need to read. I love that. What would you say to younger Satya before she really stepped into the name Satya? Oh my God. Um, Get ready for the ride, girl. (laughs) It ain't going to be easy. I love that. (laughs) But, you know, it's the ebbs and flows, you know, it's that duality of life being able to, it's that, that neutral staying neutral. I remember my first day of Kundalini teacher training, um, and this stood out, um, I don't know if it was Gurmukh or Krishna, but they said, you know, when you've mastered being a yogi is when you can stay neutral through no, no matter what is in front of you, when your mind goes neutral, no, no judgment. And, you know, of course, your, my first reaction is always like, ah, but then I'm able to bring it down. 
And if you can keep doing that and train your mind to go, ooh, this really is not so comfortable. This kind of sucks, but there's a lesson in it. How can I learn from it? And there's a bigger reason I have to go through this one. Bring it on and, you know, here we go. <laughs> I love that. And what would you, what would be one little nugget of advice to someone who's starting a business? Uh-huh. So many good ones. Um, you know, get clear on what you're going to own. What is your, what's yours and nobody else has. There's so many entrepreneurs. This is the year of the entrepreneur, right? The, the, and, you know, I think so many people are, are tapped find something that you can feel really powerful and strong and say, this is something I'm going to own. This is my idea and I'm not going to waver from it. So try and stay strong in that and um, get really clear. And I think that really helps because you'll get so distracted. So many things you get pulled into when you're starting your own business and um, to just get really clear as to what you would like to see happen in this amazing new career of yours or or business. Um, And then don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't think you have to have every single business plan point down. Forget the business plan. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't even know have any jewelry experience, but just with another company I worked with for a couple of years, um, be the fearless warrior, be the fearless goddess, trust your intuition. Um, and I, AKA she's saying start. Start. Just do it. Just do it. I know. Somebody took that line. But I like, just start. Yeah. So there's a few, I love there's that. A few, few ideas. But And where can we support the mission that you're doing yeah. and learn more about the foundation and all the things? Sure. So satyajewelry.com. And then there's Satya World under that. Um, so you can go and see. I, I teach workshops as well. I teach the sacred art of mala making. Um, and go on a whole little journey of setting powerful intentions with stones and all that. But um, we also, um, all the foundations that we're supporting and the jewelry that we've designed last year and we're moving forward. We have a couple of really good ones coming up um, as well. Uh, so if you're interested in buying a beautiful piece of jewelry that, that massively gives back, um, just go under collaborations and you'll see them. Some really great Amazing. organizations. Yeah. And what little other nugget of wisdom would you want to share just to close it out? Hmm. Live your truth. Live your truth. Shut up that internal dialogue that is not serving you right now. Um, Let's do this thing. Amazing. Yes, we're in this together. Satya, thank you so much. Happy early solar return and for and for coming on your day off to share your medicine in this conversation. And everyone go check it out. If you were so inspired by this episode and this conversation, support Satya Jewelry because they're doing great things in the world. And this is what it takes for us to really revolutionize the world and cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. So thanks again for tuning in. And thank you again, Satya. I appreciate you. you. Satnam. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. 
I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.